All right, we're back again. This time we're at the AGR house, though. But so that's kind of cool. Um, we're joined with Clint Lesh, howdy, and Jack. Your your. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just said it like ten minutes ago. But um, yeah, so we'll just get right into it. We're to give us a run through of kind of where you grew up, how you got here, how you know Clint, and how you're on this podcast now. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, like you said, I'm Jack Yor. Um, thanks for having me on, by the way. Um, but uh, so anytime, come <laughs> back anytime after this too. Oh, word up. Um, so yeah, I grew up in uh, Illinois, in North Central Illinois. Uh, so about like an hour and a half west of Chicago. Um, so I got. I it's kind of weird. I don't really know because like technically we we're still a suburb, but I think. I kind of like to think of the town that I grew up in as, like, the borderline between, like, the rural area of Illinois and then, like, the suburbs of Chicago still because, obviously, Chicago's is massive. So, um, my mom and dad got divorced when I was super young. So, my dad lived closer to the city. He was, like, 40 minutes outside of it. And then my mom was, um, like, an hour and a half, like I said. And then my mom lived in that rural town, so there was big agricultural um like town i guess uh really rich in that community and then um they like just corn everywhere that's all you could see is for miles was just corn my high school was in the middle of a cornfield um there was just corn and soybeans all you could see for miles um yeah that was nuts um so yeah i grew up there uh had a farm in missouri with that was my grandpa's on my stepmom's side um they had about couple hundred acres of corn and beans just like everywhere else in the midwest and uh we kind of had this like partnership deal with um he was our neighbor he lived right across the main road and they got a feedlot of just black acres beef cows and um so they were working with us a lot and yeah it's a lot of fun stuff down there and now i live in idaho and go to montana state and going into my junior year and um joined agr my freshman year um what brought you to agr um so my dad my dad uh actually does the same stuff tory did um he worked at the cme in chicago and he was actually on the floor with like you know he was talking about the yellow jackets and everything so my dad was actually that guy he's been a commodities trader since like the 90s and um but he worked with uh agr alum named jim holzer um oh really yeah <laughs> oh man yeah so Who's he? i know jim he's uh jack's father or? he's jack's uncle okay he, yeah. he was a big wig in the commodity trading yeah like they gave him a a bronze pig actually because oh. he invented a new term and a new policy for trading you know pork and yeah he's got this giant pig bronze <laughs> which they actually gave to the president of, he gave to me as the president of agr and then i've it may have been misplaced by a sorority <laughs> girl. Oh, so terrible. I have no idea where it's at. Oh, okay. Sorry, Mr. Holzer. <laughs> but, uh, Women. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, my dad said when I came to MSU, because he was an alum here, um, he said, you should check out those AGR guys. Um, but I, I came to MSU mainly because I was playing rugby. Uh, I grew up playing rugby for years, and I knew I wanted to play in college and um, – 
MSU had a good program, and I was looking at Colorado State too, but Colorado State also cost like forty grand. I thought MSU's program was just a club program. It's just a club program. Okay, now. but um, you can't really find any great places or any places that are. There's no collegiate level program or rugby not, program. Not or, to the point of like NCAA. Right. So like, mm-hmm. it, like there's no NCAA rugby. Um, what do you think that is? It's just, I think it's just one of those sports that is just kind of weird. Uh, like, lacrosse just got into the NCAAs in, like, the 2010s, I think, or maybe early 2000s or something like that. Or um, So, they're coming up, but it's just kind of weird because, um, oh, actually, so, USA Rugby, it's, like, the governing body, like, any other right. sport. So, like, USA Rugby, USA Football, all that stuff. Um, they own the rights to collegiate rugby, and they won't sell it to, like, the NCAA, so they just can't like do anything about it but which is super annoying because usa rugby has gone bankrupt like tw- two or three times yeah you'd think they'd just yeah exactly and it'd be that'd be really good for the sport but it's they won't so <laughs> <laughs> so there's technically there's actually two collegiate rugby uh leagues pretty much so there's the usa rugby one and then yeah. there's a separate body called ncr which is national collegiate rugby which is what uh montana state was under and we did a lot well, they joined it actually my freshman year, but uh, that was a cool program. Um, but yeah, it's just been nuts uh, with all that stuff. So I don't know. It maybe it'll turn them. Maybe USA Rugby will get their crap together, and eventually we'll it'll you'll see the sport go into NCA. But who knows? But so do you guys mainly play like Mountain West teams? Yeah. So um, MSU pretty much played like all the. Like, all the football teams we play, we pretty much play all those teams, too. So, all the uh, big sky people. Yeah, all the big sky. So, Idaho State has a team. Um, a lot of them we play are, like, the Western – or, like, the Colorado one. So, like, Western Colorado, Northern Colorado, Colorado Mesa. Um, and then we would play uh, – and, like, Weber State had a team, but they kind of got a little screwed up with COVID. But I think they're coming back now. But mm. um, And then we would do – we were just kind of trying to play better teams, so we would always play, like, uh, D1 teams and friendly games. So um, we would play, like, uh, Colorado Boulder's B-side team, and we would play Utah State and BYU and um, teams like that just to kind of get us better for when we – because we were D2, and then all the D1 teams around us – all the D2 teams around us kind of sucked, so we would just play them <laughs> instead. <laughs> but um, – yeah, I, I I really enjoyed. Uh, I'm not playing with them anymore, sadly. I had to, um, I like uh, like I'm double majoring now, and I had to get a job and help pay for school and stuff like that. So I ended up having to drop rugby, but um, I enjoyed my time there. Uh, I got to go to um, my freshman fall. We played for the national championship in North Carolina, which was super cool. Um, played against Auburn and lost. Jeez. Yeah, I know, right? It's <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like a lot of people don't really realize that, but like I got to do stuff like that. And then uh, freshman spring, I went to New Orleans, which is awesome. And we got to play in one of the biggest rugby tournaments ever held anywhere. There was like over a hundred teams there. Um, we ended up getting ninth, which is sweet. Uh, I didn't. It, wasn't what we were hoping for, but I mean, it was still really cool. And then I got to be in New Orleans for my birthday, which is even better. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But yeah, and we drove to New Orleans, so that sucked. But I mean, it was still cool. It was a good experience. So, huh? Yeah. How long are you playing it now? Still or not? no? I'm not playing anymore, really. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe I'll join a men's league someday. But <laughs> I feel like absolute crap all the time. My ankle gives out on me all the time, so yeah. I don't really know if I'll do that. But uh, I started coaching wrestling in Bozeman as like a way to kind of still maintain in so much shape. So I've been enjoying that a lot. Lately. Where do you, where do you coach at? Uh, it's like Bozeman Wrestling Club is what oh, it's called. Okay. Uh, like little kids or yeah, it's it's like, it's all little kids. Well, I mean it's elementary to high school, but most of the kids there are all elementary schoolers. Oh. Maybe I'll reach out to a high school. This That's kind of sweet. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a good gig. So yeah, I can't far. imagine your body feels good after no. playing rugby for that long. No, and wrestling for yeah. just as long. It just, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but huh. um, That's another side to all the pros. Like yeah, when you exactly. think about the Tom Brady who's playing football for, you know, 30 years of his life. It's like how many hits and how many concussions exactly. and stuff like that. And It's like we're all beat up at 22, yeah. 25, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But so you did wrestling and you did rugby yeah. in high school. Yeah. Was there anything else that you were involved with? I mean, I was involved like in like growing up, you're uh like you guys, it was like the every sport you could do at that yeah. point. Um up until middle school and then I ended up just focusing on wrestling and rugby. Um but I did the like the football, wrestling track, um deal forever. I uh I would play water polo in the summers. Oh. So, yeah, super suburban white kid for a yeah. while. <laughs> I never knew you couldn't touch the bottom. I yeah, thought, I know. I thought it would look pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to swim the whole time. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It looks <laughs> terrible. It sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah. The coaches would make us tread water for like 15 minutes with our arms <laughs> arms outside of the water. It's <laughs> oh, man, I'd drown. Yeah, it was, it was rough, but it was still fun. Um, so... You were looking at rugby. That's why you came to MSU. Yeah, it was like that. Um, it was close to where my mom is living because my mom moved to Idaho after I graduated. Where at? Uh, she lives in Meridian. Oh, no. right outside of Boise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I have a ton of family in like around Twin Falls and mm-hmm. like all around that uh, area in like Gooding, Idaho too, which is shout out to the Gooding people but, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> if you're ever <laughs> listening. But um yeah, so I have a ton of family in Idaho, so, like, I knew I wanted to be close to them. Um, my top three were, like, Colorado State, Montana State, and University of Idaho. Um, Colorado State had a really good rugby program but and a really good ag program, but they also cost, like, 45, 50 grand a year, mm-hmm. which was super annoying. Um, didn't really have amount of money. Yeah, so. did not want to pay that. And it, what else is crazy is, um, like, there's guys like Nate Wilkin, uh, mm-hmm. one of the guys who goes here, and is an AGR here, he would have had to pay pretty much the same amount of money he's paying to go here f- to be in-state in Colorado. Yeah. Which is crazy. insane to me. But, you know, that's... Why'd you uh, choose Bozeman over Moscow? Um, The rugby program. Yeah. Because uh, U of I didn't really have that rugby program set up yet, so I, I think it died with COVID, too. Yeah. So, so what, what are you majoring now? Uh, I'm agriculture business is what I started as, and then I just added an econ degree, too. Oh. So I'm doing the double major deal, but it's only like five extra classes, which is kind of a good deal yeah. in my opinion. So, and what do you want to do with that? <sighs> I don't know, really. I yeah. could see myself doing a lot of things and being happy. Like, um, my grandpa said, uh, like before I got to college, you, I should think about being a banker, but I didn't know if I really wanted to do that. But I mean, I always have that option. Um, I've been working in like meat jobs forever. Like in high school, I worked at a meat market for like two years, I want to say. Um, so I was doing like, I started off as just like a clerk. So like you walk into a meat market and you say like, I want these two steaks. Like the guy who wraps the 
stuff and paper and prices and all that stuff i did that um for a while and then they had me work like the register and then um i helped in the packaging room a bunch so like all the cooked meat has to get packaged um separately and all that stuff so i helped in there um i helped in the cutting room every once in a while so all the cutting of fresh meat and all that stuff um and like i guess i kind of like opened the door for me and then um Last summer, I worked at a Brazilian steakhouse, which, have you guys ever been to one of those? I, I need to go to one. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's like cool. Unlimited meat. <laughs> it's sweet, yeah. So, the guys who walk around with the meat on the skewers, I was doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was super cool. So, I got to, like, prep um, for five hours of the day and then serve for five hours of the day, which, mm. it was a pretty good gig. Uh, it was a lot of fun. They closed, though, uh, a couple months ago, which kind of sucks, but. Um, Where was that at? It was uh, in Meridian. Oh, yeah. It was, like, right in the village. Um but yeah they closed but it was it was a good gig um and that but i was prepping meat all day so that stuff was fun and then now i'm working at uh i have an internship at this um pork plant uh like a meat plant or packing plant i mean um so they do they have three companies under them it's salmon creek farms which is their uh fresh meat um falls brand is all their cooked meat so they do a ton of sausages and like uh hams and all that stuff mm -hmm. that's um that's all that stuff and then there's another one um but that i don't really deal with that much but i've been helping with like sales and office work and stuff like that lately which has been pretty cool it's a cool gig where's uh, this plant at uh it's in twin falls idaho okay so it's uh south central idaho pretty much but sure. um yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, they've been expanding like crazy. They just opened up a bunch of places down in like Salt Lake City. Um, they're like sending their stuff to a bunch of places down there. Um, they they're sending stuff out here. So really, yeah. Um, Look for Salmon Creek Farms. Salmon Creek Farms yeah. and uh, Falls Brand stuff. Um, huh. If you're ever looking for like sausage or fresh meat or something like yeah. that, I don't know exactly what they have out here right now. Um, I'm gonna look. Uh, I know they're at Walmart and they're at the Daniel's Gourmet Meat. If you have, mm -hmm. there's, uh, they're over by, um, on the other side of town, like closer to, um, Murdoch's. I mean, they're like uh, right next to Murdoch's, but on seventh, uh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that. like if you just take a right, I know what you're about, yeah. But, um, I know they have some of the stuff there, and then, um, but yeah, um, so where are they sourcing most of these pigs from? Is it around Twin Falls or no? So they um, they get uh, most of their pigs from the Hooterie colonies outside of Great Falls. Um, I think they get it from some other places, but uh, too. But I know the main ones are from all up north. By why Great are Falls. they why are they taking them out of the Hooterie colonies compared to I guess. I think it was just, like, kind of a proximity thing. Yeah. Like, they're one of the closer places that do right. them at such a large scale. I say, closer with the amount of quantity. Yeah, have, exactly. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think that's the main thing. And then, have you guys heard of the Prop 12 deal that California's doing right now? Um, maybe a little bit of it. So, um, pretty much California just made a law, or it's just getting, like, official now. But, um, so it's pork products um eggs and uh i forget what the third one is but those three things um the mothers of those like whatever the products are so for pigs it would be the, like the sows and then for the like laying eggs um it'd be the hens or whatever but they have to have a certain amount of room now 
um, to be able to send the, that product to California because California imports like a ton of pork. So, and we send a lot of our pork to them too, but, um, we can't send anything that's not like prop 12 certified now. So it, like, it kind of caused a big ruckus around everywhere because, um, you got to find people that are good, able to do it. And then farmers have to, um, or like the pig farmers and everything, they have to find the way to find ways to become prop 12 certified pretty much mm -hmm. otherwise they just can't send any other stuff there which is just kind of crazy but yeah they're do they were doing the kind of the same thing with uh beef cattle where they're looking for gap four certified which is the same deal where it's humanely raised yeah. beef and i can't remember where it was going but i think it was china where they wanted gap certified mm -hmm. and nowhere really in america right now is requesting it maybe california's pushing it right now yeah. but they're definitely moving towards the free range chickens and the free range pigs yeah it, it would be interesting to see if they started up more uh pig facilities in twin falls just because of that because there's i mean there is farm ground around there but i mean what do you what do you finish pigs on um, I don't know. Is it mainly corn? I'm guessing. I I'm and assuming so, but I mean, they don't really. There's not really any corn around there, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's mostly like beef ranches and dairies. Huge da into dairies yeah. around there. If you can do dairies, you could probably do pigs. Then, yeah, because exactly. they're raising alfalfa. Exactly. You could do something up there, but yeah. So how many uh, how many pigs do you think go through this facility today? Like how? What's the scale on it? A day, uh, a day. It's probably the, between um. 400 and 600 yeah. is like the average that's, I think. yeah that's which a, big is a lot but like when you really think about it like america they kill over 2 million i think it was like 2.6 million pigs a week yeah in america alone and that which is just like an insane number mm -hmm. and we're like it what is that compared to everywhere else i don't really know honestly Definitely i know more. we're we're, <laughs> we're top <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure uh i know we're top three in pig producers and it's like us china and i want to say brazil yeah one of the south sense, ones. Yeah. and then um yeah china's just insane about the pig thing like because we export so much to them they're like number two exporter and number three producer or something like that mm -hmm. which is just crazy but yeah i remember in college they were telling us that china produces way more pigs than us but the quality of pig is way lower oh, where yeah. it's you know if you want big pork chops you're not gonna find them in china exactly it's just mass but they also numbers. they're like also one of the only places that take all the like weird stuff like all the organs like the organs like they'll take the um like the heads and mm -hmm. all that stuff it's crazy but no yeah. but i yeah i got to see the uh kill floor and then like all the places where they're cooking everything is it's nuts uh, but mm. they got it down to a system though which is pretty cool how do they go about putting down the pigs um so from what i got about it i didn't really see a ton of it but it's pretty much they go um they'll stun them like yep. with the stun gun but that actually doesn't kill them mm -hmm. it just kind of makes it so they just get a little sleepy or whatever i don't, I don't really know how it works but um, they like knocks them out yeah i think that. it yeah. pretty much just knocks them out and then they get um hung on hooks by their feet and then um you got a guy who comes and slits the or bleeds the pigs and which is cutting the throat pretty much but mm -hmm. um we actually have a company that like takes the pig blood out of that so like when obviously a lot of blood's coming out so we like send all the blood there too and they do like research on it for like medical stuff i think mm -hmm. something like that which is kind of cool 
Um, we got to view a, a lamb slaughtering place in California once, and it was the same deal where they'd stun them. They would slit the throat. It, it was actually a Muslim uh, priest. <laughs> uh, what? I, I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what's the priest word for Arabic? Um, R- Rabbi? No, that's Jewish. No, that's Jewish. Anyway, <laughs> they had a Muslim person there saying yeah. a... Muslim prayer, and then it was considered halal, which is for every one of them, or just like every a prayer single to one. Start the day. Everyone, every single oh one. He would say a short dude. little prayer, slit the throat, and then it was blessed by Allah. And then you could sell it as a, it, it'd be their form of like kosher. Right. And huh. I'm, yeah, it was a, it was kind of interesting to see because they export a lot of lamb, but it's, it's interesting weird. that they do the same thing with pigs. But yeah, what kind of ethnicities were working at the the kill floor? Um. Mainly uh, Spanish. We have a lot yeah. of Hispanics around there, but um, it was mainly them. And uh, I mean, you get the like prison dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, you get, well, I don't know if I would. I'm not trying to assume anything, yeah. but um, they look rougher than their average. Exactly, person. like you know, the covered in tattoos and the teardrop tattoos on their face and stuff. So you're like, yeah. good. You could assume that a little bit, mm-hmm. I feel like. But <laughs> yeah, that was one thing they were telling us. They'd been through. At this lamb slaughtering place, so they've been through every ethnicity group. They said they'd show up. You know, you'd get people from Ethiopia or South America or China, and they'd work there for about two weeks. And they have to swap you out. You can only you can only stand there and kill animals for so long. So they'd swap you out. They'd make you go to the end of the process or whatever. But people would only stick around for like two three years, and then they'd find another group of people to to butcher these animals and everything so they'd, they'd been through every country is what they were saying that's crazy yeah, yeah. i don't know like i've just, i mean i've only been working there for like a month about i think around there um so i haven't seen it and i'm not on the kill floor every day they mm-hmm. have me travel a lot like i've been going to um eastern idaho and like pocatello and uh, idaho falls and all that kind of area and the past couple of weeks and then the first couple of weeks i got to travel down to utah and like we did a um one of our biggest companies we like go to, uh, like grocery store wise, is Walmart. Like mm-hmm. they're really they like us a lot. But the thing is, they won't. Um, something in their contract pretty much says they don't have to stock any of our product. So like you see the guys from like Pepsi and the guys from Lay, uh, Frito Lay and all that stuff. They're all stocking the shelves at Walmart's and stuff. So we're mm-hmm. like under the self same kind of deal. So we do that. Um, so we have to have guys stock all the shelves down there and stuff like that but i mean what's your title in this internship office bitch (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like every other internship yeah exactly um i don't really have a title i don't know they kind of they don't really know what to do with me sometimes but i i like i've been seeing this i think it's kind of more sales Mm -hmm. deal and then um in a couple weeks i don't know when exactly it's kind of we're working around some schedules but um i'm gonna go into like the procurement side of things for a little bit so that's like the hog buying and like supplies buying and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and um kind of get to see that kind of stuff and see if i like that a little more but uh the sales has been pretty sales deal has been pretty cool i'd say yeah they're showing you a little bit of everything then yeah exactly that's pretty much how it's set up um you get to see a little bit of everything and mm-hmm. kind of go from there. Um, yeah, it's been a cool deal so far. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to 
pick up a second job bartending or something just to give me something else to do because the <laughs> closest uh person in my age or closest person age wise to me is 35 and has two kids so yeah <laughs> it's not very fun yeah exactly it's it's just gonna be around people what is this internship and so-called uh it, i think it's kind of, it's not really set in stone but just i think kind of when you come back the summer pretty yeah. much yeah it's just for the summer so then you got what one more year left here uh or i'll two. be here too probably. two more yeah um I'm with the double major i'm gonna try and get out of here in four years but i might be here an extra semester but right. i mean that's not that bad no so. not too worried what's your plan after that uh i don't know yet uh i think i might i'll look into the, the poor client deal like i'm sure sh- uh, hopefully they offer back me to the job. kill floor you go yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're gonna start me on the kill floor but um I, like i'll see about that and then um i don't know i'm kind of just going with the flow for right now just yeah. kind of keeping my options open i'm not trying to really have anything set in stone um i don't know what the deal is with the farm i know i'm in line uh eventually have to worry about it but for right now it's not really my deal but eventually it'll go down to me and my stepbrother so we'll see what happens with that i think he'll eventually want to i have no intention of going back to the midwest Mm -hmm. i grew up there (laughs) and i had my fair share of flatness so i'm I'm good for right now seen enough corn and i've seen enough corn (laughs) i've seen enough corn but i don't know like i'm glad i grew up there um it was cool. It was just, yeah, I don't know. I've met good people for the most part, and it was kind of cool to see all the ag area, like uh, DeKalb, which was like two towns over. They had so much stuff come out of there. Like um, barbed wire was invented there, which is kind of oh, crazy. Geez. Yeah, which is weird to think about because it's like the Midwest, and all they would do is farming. It wasn't right. really like the ranching thing. And then uh, DeKalb Seed is one of the bigger seed companies around here. I don't know. If, have you guys seen any of that? No. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, DeKalb. DeKalb? It's DeKalb. DeKalb? Okay. Is it the D-E-K-L-K-A-L-B? Is that uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we never, yeah. I mean, yeah, ranchers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, so that big seed company is coming out of there. Um, Rochelle, they created hubcaps. Not that that's really agriculture related, but, you know, I mean. It's something, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. I mean, it's, it's been cool. It's on every vehicle ever. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> you get to see all that stuff. Um, Being from around Chicago, are you a Bears fan? Uh, sadly. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should come to Chicago with us this this uh, fall. Austin and I are going to the Bears-Packers game week one. Oh, really? It's going to yeah. be fun, yeah. Oh, shoot. If you're actually oh, – when, when is it? What it's game? September 10th. Going to gonna go watch the Bears beat the Packers for the yeah. first time in 20 years. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, gonna be but uh, my cousin's wedding is the day before. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd probably get in trouble for not going to that. But yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to go back eventually. I have a bunch of friends I haven't seen in years, so yeah. maybe someday I'll go back. But um, so you you probably weren't involved with a lot of the being from outside the city of Chicago, like kind of had an idea of what was going on with like the crime and everything. I'm, but yeah, is so, it as bad as everybody says it is? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like I would go, I would play rugby there a bunch because all mm-hmm. the good teams were in Chicago, so we would have to go play them and get our asses kicked. But um. Like, I was on the field one time, and this was kind of on the south side, which is, like, the really bad side. It, was, it wasn't, like, super bad, but I, like, I was on the field playing, and I remember, like, it was a stoppage time for a little bit, and I looked right, and um, this is, in, like, a really crappy area, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, trash is on the roads everywhere. There's, like, a bunch of 
poor people everywhere, but um, people just sitting in shopping carts. And, like that's where they sleep is in a shopping cart. It was insane. Mm. But uh, I remember like specifically looking and a guy handed a bag of white powder and a guy handed the other guy money. Mm. So I'm assuming I just saw a drug deal <laughs> while I was playing rugby. But <laughs> Could have been salt. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's bad. Like, I, I didn't really go there that much. Like, we would go to the big trade, um, big car show every once in a while, like every four years or something like that. But yeah. not really my place to be. And then all the the like good part of chicago is just a bunch of rich kids and yeah. it's like why would i want to go hang out with a bunch of those guys right but um so yeah i just hung out in the cornfields pretty much <laughs> if you were if you were king of chicago for a day what would you want to change what, uh, what do you think would work i would probably make um chicago its own state because oh. that's the only way <laughs> illinois is not going to be a corrupt state pretty much oh. um if you just kind of cut that surrounding area out um illinois instantly becomes a red state which is just kind of insane but like however many people that live in illinois i think it's like i I don't know last time i checked i don't really care anymore but i i think it was like four million lived in illinois and i want to say like 75 percent of that all of them lived in chicago yeah yeah it's it's really tough when you have that demographic going where mm. they're talking about that in oregon where you're just not represented at all if you live in eastern oregon so they're like we'll make our own state so yeah i mean I, it would be interesting to cut up america into a hundred states yeah it'd be and weird you would have i don't know it would be each state would be more polarized i guess where if you made eastern montana its own state it would be more represented i guess yeah by your representatives but I don't know. I don't know if it would actually end up being a good thing, but yeah, I don't know. But I, just, they were talking about it um, like ten years ago. I remember on seeing it on the news. It was mm-hmm. like Chicago might become its own state, but obviously that didn't happen. And uh, yeah, I mean, my dad, um, he's living at our farm now, but he mm-hmm. lived there forever. Like, um, like he would drive to Chicago every morning and um, go to the trade floor and trade, and then he traded uh cattle and hogs mm-hmm. and so you got to do that stuff forever but um which is kind of weird because now i'm the pig guy in the mm-hmm. family. <laughs> but um yeah uh where was it going with that but uh now it's all online like mm-hmm. uh, tori was saying on that other episode but um, yeah do they have the actual floor still so jackets yeah, and everything no really uh, well i think there's still like some that i think there's like one pit still yeah but like my dad his like his whole deal is gone i think they might have like one little stock thing but it's not very it's not as big as it was anymore but my dad um which kind of sucks because like my dad moved to chicago with my mom and i want to say it was like 91 or 92 it was whenever my dad graduated college uh they met in college and then my mom went to physical therapy school at north uh northwestern and then my dad got a job at the cme and um he worked in the pit forever and up until i want to say it was when did they go online i want to say it was like my sixth grade so when i was so that would have been like 20 i don't even know um probably like 2012 i want to say 2013 somewhere in that 2010 range they went online and he like didn't know what to do like because 
you do something for 20 years and it's that's what all you've been doing forever and then they completely changed the system to where mm-hmm. like he has no idea what he's doing and he he told me he literally had to sit and just watch everything for like it was like two years mm-hmm. like he just couldn't really do anything he didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and then he started to figure it out and he's been going doing that ever since but i mean now it's just been crappy ever for the past couple months so that's super fun to deal with but yeah it'd be very difficult to do something like that with paper for like our parents generation paper for 30 yelling. years and then it's oh just press this button press that button <laughs> yeah, memorize exactly. all this stuff and, and the, like there's yeah. a lot more into it than like a lot of people realize like it wasn't just like you were calling out your things you were watching other people too like he said uh he was telling me stories about it because he just lo- he loved to do it in the pet mm-hmm. he would pr- go back to it any day of the week but um he would just sit there and uh like watch this one guy who i don't know but like every time he would like read people i guess so he was based on what they were thinking they were going to do like if um this one guy i don't i don't know who it was what it was but if he had something big riding he would sit there like with his papers against his chest and he would tap him all the time and then my dad would realize oh crap i gotta worry about this and, mm-hmm. um yeah the price of pork bellies is gonna go up yeah it's he's, like, <laughs> he's working on that so i'm gonna tell my guy yeah, the same like, thing you know china's not selling bellies this week or something yeah. like there's some tariff gonna happen or some something along those lines because mm-hmm. like so much more goes into it than a lot of people realize. Like you're just like any t- all those tariffs Trump would make against China and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like that would affect him, and it wasn't even for pork half the time. Yeah, like it would be like microcomputers. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't pay attention enough. And yeah, that was something a lot of farmers and ranchers were a little concerned about with Trump using agriculture as a bartering chip against China when he was in charge, and it all worked out eventually. But that was a lot of farmers were not excited <laughs> like, about what? that. Yeah. Minute, hold on <laughs> don't be yeah there's a lot of people worried yeah. I, I first heard that and i was like okay what well, what does that mean for all of us yeah. <laughs> you can't export like, stuff to china yeah is what it meant it's like I, that's the number one person we sell to <laughs> but um what was the guy we were talking about last night peter zihan zihan if you guys have never listened to him it's very interesting because he's talking about geopolitical you know economics all this good stuff about china and kind of lays it out there where america if we didn't trade with anybody we would be fine we could steadily grow but china has to import so many things oh they'd and be screwed he did a, he did an amazing job explaining it too so you, you should check have it you listen to that one what the peter zihan no i have on rogan oh look yeah i'll look into it when was it like recently ah uh, like two months ago yeah i'll look into it but he's brilliant i mean he knows you know population uh, charts in China and how that's going to affect the next sixty-five years, and huh. it's it's very interesting to hear. It's kind it's not a it's kind of knocking China a little bit for like their one child policy for so long because now they have more people in their sixties than they do in their fifties than they do in their forties. So there's not a lot of young people over there. So he thinks it's going to kind of collapse once everybody retires. Oh, for sure. And they can't support everybody. So yeah, that's good. Have good. as many kids as possible, you Americans yeah, out there. Yeah, that was that was something that. Uh, I don't know where I saw it, but, like, Elon Musk was talking about that, and he was saying, like, everyone thinks we have a population problem right now, but it's actually, like, not yeah, that bad. Yeah, he's concerned yeah. about population, what the hell Like, is decline or something. Uh, yeah, if you took out yeah, uh, something like that. immigrants, America would be going backwards. Because most people have, one, like, the average is 1.5 kids in a family, and that doesn't even replace you. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> it's like, you, I'm not saying everybody should have a bunch of kids, but if you think that your kids will help the world 
and you think you can raise them to help solve the issues we have, it's probably good to have a few kids. Yeah, so. but definitely not everyone should have kids. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's really have you guys seen the uh, Idiocracy movie? I just watched it. No. It's from like 2005. I but basically so. they were showing that, you know, the smart intellectual people, you know, they wait till they're 35 to have kids and they maybe get one. But then the redneck people living in a trailer, they're like, well, shit, I got fucking 12 kids, you know, running around. <laughs> and they're not, their kids are might be not <laughs> contributing to society as much as... I don't know. Well, educated people, but I, it, it's a funny movie, and if you haven't seen it, it's pretty good. They yeah. start, they devolve humans in the next five thousand years, pretty much. But I got gotcha. you. It's interesting. Yeah, weird. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a science behind that for sure. I'm sure, but um, but that's that's counting on all of the all of the uneducated people's kids repeating it, which isn't true. Like if you grow up in the slums in Chicago, you can break out of it and become, you know, the next president of the United States. You can do it, but it's very hard. So yeah. it's not a guarantee that you're going to yeah, be the, the same as your parents. Yeah. The education system there is not good either. That was like <laughs> yeah. another thing. Like, and you could tell, like we would play those teams in sports all the time. And like, I would wrestle them or like play them in rugby or something. And you, you could just tell, like they just didn't really have that greatest, education but i mean i also went to um i also went to high school in the middle of a cornfield so i can't really be saying much but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but did you listen to the uh what was it robert kennedy yeah uh, joe rogan mm-hmm. there was i my yep. cousin my cousin didn't tell yep. me to um my cousin told me to look at it because there was a bunch of stuff about like regenerative farming and stuff like that and it wasn't there there wasn't that much in it was it well it was talking about like yeah uh, glyphosate and roundup and all that stuff they, i mean they know. talked about it. it wasn't yeah yeah it was just basically saying not to use glyphosate and roundup uh, and all that shit yeah well yeah that's what um my grandpa passed away of cancer a little bit ago but they mm-hmm. were saying it was probably because of the roundup and chemicals and yeah stuff i tried like that. to i tried to bring that up to my father because i've had kind of like stomach problems my whole life mm. I kind of brought up my father because there were studies that, like, the if the Roundup over just little trace amounts into your system will screw guts up over time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I brought it up to him. I was like, hey, uh, I know you've been using Roundup for a while. You think this might be a problem? He was like, just shut up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's what exactly what my grandpa said. And look at him. Right. Uh, yeah. They were pretty wild about the pesticides and herbicides that you guys <laughs> use. Yeah. My dad tells a story about how his dad used to sit on the back of the tractor with a handful of it was some 24d pellet or something something to kill gophers and he would just get a handful and he just throw it over his shoulder just the whole day and he'd had a cancer all of his siblings died of cancer they used to kill grasshoppers with all this nasty stuff and it's all super illegal now so Weird. it's kind of um i don't even know how to say it i guess but thinking that the chemicals we use today are perfectly safe is the same thing they thought so I'm not saying glyphosate's terrible. We had a, actually a, a booth at the mall at MSU one year where it was giving out free coffee, but I can't remember what group it was, but you'd give them the coffee and it was about glyphosate where one cup of eight ounces worth of coffee is how much glyphosate, the active ingredient for killing weeds we use in, I can't remember how many acres of farm ground it was, but it was more than 10, between 10 and like 100. So it was like, you're not really using that much glyphosate on a bunch of farm ground, but it's probably not good to drink it, you know? So 
Yeah, and there's a lot of studies coming out that saying it's pretty much in everything that we eat. Yeah. Well, and everybody keeps talking about how farmers spray it on their wheat for to make it dry out in the fall so you don't get any any fungus growing on it if it gets rained on. And I've never heard of anybody in Montana doing that. So if you've done that or you've heard anybody doing about that in uh, Montana, message me or the podcast because yeah, we'll that'd be interesting. About it. Yeah, I was like, I've never heard of anybody doing that. And everybody says they do. But I was like, I, I've never heard of anybody doing that. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it, I think we're transitioning in a new age of farming, I guess, and trying to make things a little cleaner for our bodies. Yeah. I mean, that's what um, my that cousin that told me about it. She's been uh, working with this cousin, or not cousin, a uh, company called uh, Thousand Springs Mill. And they, um, they're all like all organic and they do all the wheat and grain and beans and like they're selling popcorn and all this stuff. And, um, they've been doing pretty good job about it. And, uh, they just blew up like last year, I want to say, and she's been really busy all the time, but you should probably, I'll tell her she should. Uh, come on this yeah I'm sure why she'd, not yeah, i'm sure she'd talk your ear off about it because she talks <laughs> mine about it so yeah. but um, yeah give her a platform to put it on i guess yeah she i mean she had a podcast forever ago it's called shoveling shit in these heels oh <laughs> yeah i had a hat forever with it, but i don't know what happened to oh it. we need to make hats oh yeah Ooh. gotta get some hats dude dude all the guests get free hat people oh, lined, yeah, lined up out the that. door <laughs> <laughs> we'll make you one i'll tell dude I'm, yeah we'll get them made i, love I gotta a, love a good hat <laughs> actually try this hat on first hold on feel how comfy it is so another yeah. little tangent about oh, yeah that's a damn good hat yeah <laughs> so i'll try and make them out of all these and we'll see what designs is we that from on. the the baker yeah people what's their name so what so what shout out to so what they make great great embroidered products they used to make they all do a the, lot. They all actually the sports do like stuff. divisional track and stuff like that. Yep. Oh, it's crazy. So what, Baker, but, uh, Montana? What were you about to say? I was just, I was thinking about the, um, I mean, organic and all the different ways people are farming now, and it's it's kind of tough because if like people don't like GMOs, but genetically modified organisms, I think is the right action. Yep. Yes. Yeah. They uh, they're made to help feed the hungry. So if you're worried about people starving in the world it's like you need to figure out a way how to make food cheaper and more easily produced like in china they made this rice so that everybody in china was most of the people in china were vitamin c deficient so they added vitamin c to this rice and then it solved a lot of the problems over there so gmos have their purpose but if you want to make everything organic and it just takes more land and you know you can't spray and you can't do all this stuff yeah. you can't fertilize and it's more like, land more work yeah and it's like yeah. and those you're are making like the food more expensive for these people that can't afford it so where's that line and those are all the same people that are like the animal rights activists and everything and they're always mm-hmm. um like but the more land you take up to make farmland that's more land that you're taking away from like animals and deer and ground mm-hmm. squirrels and voles and all that stuff so yeah it's kind of crazy how that all just comes full circle like that but um, yeah, it's quite a give and take yeah seriously i don't think a lot of people realize it yeah i don't think so either because yeah. they, they they just never seen it before right because mm-hmm. i mean that's just the way it's not their fault they're just brought up that way yeah. and it's like the meat comes from the supermarket deal <laughs> i guess <laughs> old ted nugent had a good rant and they actually used it in uh the yellowstone show so it was talking about you know being a vegetarian you don't kill any animals and all this stuff but then they were talking about when they farm the soybean fields they kill every snake and every vole and every bug and 
you know every raccoon that's in there it kills everything so you're killing a lot of stuff when you shoot a deer you're killing one deer and it's you're not there's it's more of an emotional thing when you say like i don't i don't hurt i don't eat animals but it's like well there's actually a lot of animals that die to make your soy burger yeah (laughs) i don't know people are just very unaware of what it takes to make vegetarian stuff too and like ask any farmer um, well, you you just said on like an episode ago or once something. Yeah, like I killed that. Bambi. Yeah, I didn't even mean to. I was trying to save the little guy. Freaking, <laughs> and then it just, he still just jumped into them. Yeah, I was like, we're making hay. And and just, I'm not stopping. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, I made. Just hay a little more flavor to it. Oh, geez. that's one way yeah. to think about it. it probably <laughs> tasted a little better. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> but yeah, um, you were saying that you were fourth generation, right? And yeah, it was like three or four generations, and then um, a feedlot in Idaho, a yeah. beef cattle feedlot. You're saying it just got sold? Or yeah, something? it got sold in um, the '90s. It was the so my dad grew up on it, yeah. and then um, my grandpa sold it, and like, I think it was like '96 or something like that. Oh, so, so I, you really weren't even? Yeah, I wasn't even born know yet. What? No, I was no, I had no idea. I wasn't born yet, okay. so I was like the first one to like not get. To How see many siblings it. you have? Uh, I have a stepbrother, and that's it. And okay, I used to so have a stepsister, but my mom and stepdad got divorced, so... Um, so nobody... You, nope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, that my stepbrother's my brother. Like, sure. That's, we grew up together. Like like I said, I grew up um, with divorced parents. Like, I didn't right. know, like, one way or the other way. Like, it was just the way it was. So yeah. It didn't really affect me that much. Which yeah, because one of the... When he said that, one of the questions that Clint and I kind of thought of, I guess, was just kind of how that was to be a part of something like that, three or four generations, just have that sold, but... Yeah, well, I mean, like, it kind of sucks, because, like, everyone else, it, like, that's their, that was my dad's and my grandpa's and that, but there's still people in our family that are still doing it, like, um, the Diamond A cattle, shout out to them, by the way, um, is my dad's cousin's place and they've been going for three or four generations and they're still going right now but um like so all my cousins they got to grow up that way and see all that stuff and like they're all big rodeo kids and uh like two of them rodeoed at msu mm-hmm. and um I like i have i have cousins rodeoing in texas and all that stuff so they all got to do that and then like people see my last name and they're like um Oh, what rodeo event do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh... Barrel racing. <laughs> <laughs> did that once. Fun fact. <laughs> me, me too. Yeah, everyone did, I feel did like. Did you get on, a, get on a sheep, do some mutton busting? No, I never did. So, um, I would come out to Idaho for like a week or two every mm-hmm. summer, and they would just put me, like, I would help out, like, feed and all that stuff, and then they would pay my entry fee for like boys go tying and yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. boys go tying and i like team rope too and that was fun and now i just use that skill to rope the dummy in the basement or mm-hmm. outside which was always fun i mutton busted one time then brought us at the rodeo and <laughs> to this day i've never heard of the same thing happening but i got on this big buck this big suffix buck and that <laughs> that thing came out of the chute and most of the time, they just sprint. They just sprint right out of there. And this thing reared up, and he came and bucked twice and threw me in the dirt. I ran out of there crying. My dad came and picked me up. I was like, yeah, this ain't for me, boss. <laughs> well, mud busting is actually, like, pretty fucking dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize it, but uh, those sheep are dumb. So mm-hmm. they'll just run right into the ground. And, like, obviously, if they run into the ground, that kid is going straight into the ground. Yep. And, like, that head 
like head straight to dirt thing is not safe no. but, um seen a few little little yeah, kid helmets on that's why they, yeah a little smarter <laughs> well i mean that's why they're all doing the like side saddle thing now like the, there's like a grip now and they're all just holding on to the side of the sheep instead of on top of it oh really i think or maybe that's just well that's what i've been seeing but like i thought it was just them falling off the side but it's like every single person was doing it so i i don't know i maybe huh. i'm wrong but i don't know but yeah all those so yeah i got to do that and that was always fun i wish i would have grown up that way but i don't know it's just the way it was i guess yeah but it's definitely interesting because a lot of the people that we have grown up with as you know rural agriculture people a lot of them are probably going to sell their places when they're adults and then yeah. it'd be interesting to see like how the kids respond to that so really like your huh. your example i guess of that which is interesting to hear yeah well it's just they like we were talking about earlier they don't have 12 kids or six yeah, kids exactly. or it's hard to and I think that was the reason that, like, my grandpa ended up selling it. And, I, like, it was just a couple bad years. didn't really help anything. But, um, like, my dad, he – he this is his story um, for what he would tell me all the time was um, – I think it was, like, his junior year of high school. He wasn't a great academic kid forever. But his junior year of high school, there was this huge blizzard, and he had to shovel um, bunkers for – like feed bunkers for i think it was like two or three days straight pretty much <laughs> and he said screw this i'm getting my crap together in school and he ended up doing that and played d3 football and met my mom and moved to chicago and did all that stuff that was the end of that, uh, that that's was why the <laughs> end of that that's <laughs> why he could play d3 football you run a shovel for yeah, exactly. <laughs> three days yeah. straight yeah, yeah. Yeah. kids dude <laughs> yeah but well, that is a shitty job yeah no i've done that before it's not fun but but mine was only like three bunkers <laughs> it wasn't mm-hmm. the feedlot one but yeah no it's crazy yeah that's a, i just like i said i just think there's not the kids yeah it's that's yeah the, i think they can with like social media and stuff they can see too much of the world to not like leave and go yeah, try they, it out i mean there's more to the world than eastern montana i guess <laughs> <laughs> ben raider was talking about that where it's america is all about getting rich quick and instant fame and all that stuff and he was saying Scotland isn't like that. People are very content being a farmer and making a living and staying in the same, um, like tax bracket, I guess, no. same Just demographic as what what they were raised in. And America's weird. Everybody wants to be be famous or Everyone rich or whatever you want to be. There is yeah. a weird like it's almost like an aggressive urge to just make more money. Yeah. make more money. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah, that's the thing. Like you're always seeing people like someone's driving the biggest baddest pickup ever and then you're like, you're well, like I shit kinda, well, i want that yeah. <laughs> and then you try and get the bigger and better <laughs> one and like you, you gotta know. hustle yeah. you, gotta, you gotta get after it if you want that stuff like yeah. our idea of success i guess would be more money yeah exactly so. but that's not really a big deal i think yeah like i had a conversation with um bailey uh mccracken um the agr advisor and like i was telling him about like coaching and everything and he said, like, I, th- I think he was a coach. I don't really remember. Maybe it was his friend was a coach. But, like, one of the biggest, like, f- I'm trying to think of the word for it. Fulfilling? Yes, fulfilling. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest fulfillments they ever had as a person was coaching a team to a state championship. Yeah. And, yeah, it was. I think it was his friend. But, um, like, that was better than any paycheck ever and like i even saw it like i didn't really coach a ton like i wish i could have more but it was just like with finals coming up i just couldn't do mm-hmm. it but um 
this kid that I was helping out a bunch, uh, he ended up winning state. And the head coach texted me. He's like, yeah, Tommy just won state. And that was, I was just staring at that text for like five minutes. I was like, damn, that feels kind of mm-hmm. good. Because you, know, like, you know you had a part of that. And yeah, you seeing share in that. You had a part in someone else's success, which is this awesome feeling. But, so, I like, I think that kind of goes back to the success deal. Like, it's just, but some people just, all it is to them is just money. Mm-hmm. I think it just kind of depends on the, who you are. I like, think when you get to that point, too, where you have more money than you know what to do with you realize money is just a tool exactly and so you have it or you don't yeah. it's it's it does not create some freedom though i'll get yeah, that yeah it's a tool to make more freedom but it's not gonna buy you happiness but well it affects <laughs> it affects everything that makes you happy though that is something where it's your family's secure you are you have more time it it affects everything that's gonna make you happy so yeah. i'm not saying don't hustle and you know move to the woods and <laughs> be a yogi yeah. but it's i mean like, you hit the nail on the head it's like the money doesn't buy you happiness but the it definitely helps yeah like get things that make you happy and yeah i don't know money has a has a play in everything yeah. that you enjoy pretty much if you love doing recreational sports or you know taking your kids on trips or living in a nice home it's like it's not gonna make you happy but it makes it a whole lot easier yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i've never seen a unhappy family on a boat mm-hmm. in the middle of the summer I don't well if dad's remember. just in the office for the other 364 days a year yeah. then he's not then it's not good you have to find a balance and everything yeah, yeah. i mean well as everything else but if he's cool. got no tan line on that boat he's not happy yeah, oh, yeah for sure. <laughs> that's about the first time he's out there that year uh, yeah, yeah. stinks but yeah yeah what uh i don't know if i can think of anything else i want to know more about pigs pigs okay. i want to um, know i want to know yeah, <laughs> what, what's a what's a common misconception about the pig industry? I don't know. Well, I mean, we actually had pigs on our farm um, forever, uh, but those were just like we had ten pigs, and we would put two of them in our family and my grandparents' freezer, and then all that stuff. Um, one thing that's crazy though is the Amish. They're um, they're all over in Missouri. Um, those like Dutch Amish people, and like they're they got the Dutch bakery and all that stuff, but they actually. Well, I could talk to about them forever, but um, they have. We would take all our a lot of our beef to get processed there, mm. and um, like our pigs to get processed there, and it was a lot cheaper to do, which was awesome. But um, the way they were running it forever was it was like every two years a new guy would take it over, which was well, like it just didn't make any sense to me. But that's just the way they were ran, and um. Like, every two years, it would be a new guy, and then my dad would have to tell him, if you take our meat, I'm going to be pissed, and, like, there's going to be problems, because that was, like, every meat processor processor takes, like, a little bit of meat, obviously, Mm. like, nobody's, a little bit, at least. If you take your deer to get um, processed, like, there's definitely not every steak in there, like, I pretty much guarantee that, but... um, I worked at a wild game processing place, and that was his big thing, was every other wild game processing place... You're if you bring in a deer, you're gonna get X number of meat back. That's that's the deal. Yeah. But his, he was like, I you you get your deer back, and it might be less stakes than the big mule deer that was shot, but you get your deer. So I, that is a very common thing yeah. where people are, you know, if you bring in a, an elk, you get a hundred pounds of hamburger, and you get fifteen steaks, and you get you know that's just what you get. And then if there's extra, it goes to the next guy, or or they keep it. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Which who knows. Yeah. Not all, not all of them do it or but. something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, 
I'm sure they'll take a steak every once in a while. Do you think think the two-year thing had to do with taxes or anything like that? I don't know if it was taxes, but I think it was just kind of the way the system worked in that colony. I mean, like, obviously, you kind of have to... They don't share everything. Like, it's not public knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like, they're all just doing their own thing. But um, they're... I think it's just kind of the way the system ran. You would just... You would grow up, go to school until... I think it was, like, you're 14 or something like that. And then... You were done, and you got married. You went to work. Um, I think you got paired too. And I've, if I think I can't remember where I heard it from, but like the parents watch the marriage get consummated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh. I'm eighty percent sure that's an like actual. We're starting, <laughs> starting some wild rumors over here. Well, I'm, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Which is just crazy, mm-hmm. but like it's that's just the way they are. And like I remember one of the first times we ever drove to that plant or uh, the processing place. Um, we were driving past, and it, in this little like right by the feed bunker in this little pasture, there was um, a horse, a donkey, a pig, and a little like eight year old girl playing in the mud mm. and she just stood up and had the biggest wave on her mm. and it was crazy and my dad just looked at me and he's like don't you ever um don't ever think that you didn't have a good life <laughs> or yeah. something like that and it was like <laughs> you grew up a lot better than that and i mm. was like sir yes sir yeah and um but yeah that was crazy and it's just crazy like going around all those places and seeing all their stuff like it was a one of the last times i went they had a john deere lawnmower but with metal wheels. Really? Which was like, like uh, that just didn't make any they sense. They couldn't, couldn't have rubber. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that was the thing. They couldn't have rubber. Which was, I was like, how can you drive? Like, I get the staying in the old times, but how can you have a John Deere lawnmower? Yeah. And then, like, but that the metal wheels are, or the rubber wheels are the part that doesn't work. Maybe right. they make their own wheels, too. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's another guy who makes wheels yeah. for everybody. The, the Amish are interesting, though. They've They've seen all these studies where allergies are spiking and intolerances to food are spiking but the amish they're They're just chilling dude they're just chilling who knows maybe they don't report anything but true if you're exposed like you said to a mud puddle with pig and horse and all these different animals when you're a little kid maybe there's something to it where you're not it's not super sanitized as a child so you're exposed to everything yeah they still they still pay taxes and stuff right so they're, I, I believe if they're like the Hooterites, they're a religious group, so they get all these exceptions. But I'm I am not well versed in it. But this whole time, I've been thinking about how we're going to go find a Hooterite and interview <laughs> him and get all the deets. I'll go. When I'm up, when I'm up next week, I'll try and get one. No, no one to come down. There's one of the exiled ones. And, uh, I yeah. think on. Do you guys know the Full Sand podcast? Yeah, I've yeah, seen it. I've really boys. Yeah, stuff was. They interviewed a Hooterite. He oh, was, did they? He was like <laughs> in the in between where he was. Yeah, because they he get was, like two years. I think. Yeah, to, he was over. I Rumspringer. Think, yeah. No, they can they can leave. Yeah, it's Rumspringer for as long as they want. Oh, really? Yeah. But if they come back, they that's that's it. Yeah. yeah. I heard. Well, maybe it was just the ones that I heard, but they get like, I think the the colony that I saw all the time. I think they had two years. Might have been. Yeah, it could. It probably depends it was, on colony rules. Yeah, I'm sure. True, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not seeing all that stuff. It's weird. I, but I was just watching a TikTok video the other day, and it was like Amish people trying on like modern clothes, <laughs> and it was like some Amish girl came out in like a bikini, and uh, her boyfriend or husband or something like that was just like, "Why were you showing yourself off like that?" <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, dude, that it was for the video. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, they interviewed an Amish dude. 
and he was in that run field or whatever, and mm-hmm. he's only drinking like wine because they make their own wine and they, stuff, yeah, and that's no, all yeah. they drink or whatever. And then <laughs> the Nelk Boys, they got the Happy Dads, the hard seltzers they they mm, made yeah. or whatever, and they gave one, and they were like, he was like, do you want anything else? He was like, no, and just slammed it. <laughs> no, really. And then he's like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is sweet. Yeah. We Never that, going back. <laughs> we had that happen in uh, Roundup, Montana for the 4th of July one year. We ran into some hood ride boys, and I don't know it, what what the rules were, but we were talking to them like, "You guys ever had tequila?" And they're like, "No, no, what's tequila?" I was like, "All right, we're doing shots." <laughs> we went in there, and they've kind of got like a little German accent, and they're just like, "Oh, we love it. We love tequila." And I thought about it for a while, and I was like, "You know, if I was a hood ride and somebody offered me tequila, I'd definitely tell them I'd never had it." And just be like getting free drinks every time you go to the bar. Oh, for sure. Just dude. be like, no, I've never, I've never had, <laughs> never had a Coors Light. Like, oh, you got to come try this, Twisted man. Tea. You ever had a Irish car bomb? <laughs> like, no, of course not. And I was like, yeah, they might have duped me a little bit. But nah, but that'll happen. I but, was trying to help them out. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I'm going up there in a couple of weeks, like I said. And all the people that I've been working with that like already went up there, <laughs> they gave me two rules. It was like. Don't drink the Hooterite wine, because mm-hmm. the Hoot wine, as uh, they would say. And um, don't, if uh, one of the guys comes over to you and tells you to follow him, don't, because they're going to take you as seed stock, apparently, or mm. like trap you or something. Well, that wouldn't be that terrible, as yeah. long as you get freed, I guess. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've heard some rumors about that, too. Yeah. It's like, it's eh. kind of scary. <laughs> okay, what are, what are the rumors? <laughs> Uh, it's just rumors, so I don't want to spread them, I guess. But basically, they need new <laughs> genetics in, yeah. in the They're just they're the running, out of, running out of men to... Well, what are they, uh, what do they allegedly do to you? Uh, kidnap you and force you <laughs> blindfold this you. Is all, <laughs> this is all allegedly. It's, yeah, alleged. It's I, not, I, I, have d- no, I have no accurate information. This is course, just, That's uh, why yes. we're saying allegedly. Hard yes. g- allegedly. <laughs> but we can say allegedly after every word of the word if you want. <laughs> I have heard that you do not see... See the woman, and they put up a sheet, and I've heard you that too. donate semen to her, and <laughs> you just go away. And I have no idea if that's true or not. So, uh, but I, that's that is a vicious not, rumor I've heard a hundred times. So yeah. maybe it was just like one person did it. On yeah, all right. Okay, so we, if, every colony does it. I'm thinking of a story, but we don't need to say names. Or I'm just going to say, wasn't there someone that we knew that went and did this? Uh, I've I've never heard anybody's firsthand account. Oh that, really? Okay, so I've heard it somewhere. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, have no, I don't remember the name. Well, if three people have heard it, <laughs> yeah, might <laughs> might be true. Well, <laughs> they also say that Ekalaka everyone has a girlfriend sheep. So, and I've never heard anything about that. So I've heard it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a vicious rumor, but it's not true. I've never done anything with a sheep. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 <laughs> of course. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> you got anything else about pigs? Clinton seemed pretty, pretty, pretty pig? excited I just don't know this. shit about pigs, to be honest with you. Uh, pork prices are going up, fun fact. Sounds like everything's going up, though. So, like yeah, beef cattle. And um, buy your Falls brown bacon, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what, uh, what's the most profitable cut on a on a beef, on a pork profitable like say they make most of their money on the bacon or on hams or well i don't know because we do the sausage thing too mm-hmm. and we have i want to say it's like six kinds that we sell and um i think it's like sausage is definitely up there for us 
but I, it could be all over the place for other companies. Um, we don't really do a ton of cuts, I guess. Like we do loins, um, like in the hams too are probably pretty big, but I think ours are like, we sell a ton of hot dogs. Mm. Our hot dogs are actually really good though. Okay. But, what are hot dogs made out of before we go on? Uh, ours are all natural pork and, um, that's all we use. It's just pork cuts. No, like dog's no, feet or not no. the ones that we use. Uh, not the Sheep ones that we yeah. <laughs> not the ones that we make but i mean like other companies were very bad about doing that like all the bigger ones like yeah, they because they were trying to get grind every, everything together were, yeah exactly they're trying to get all their stuff that they could but we're not like one of those big ones like um like oscar meyer, oscar or meyer yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> so it's kind of hard to really um compare those two but ours are a lot better all ours are all ours is natural cut pork cuts and ground up and that's pretty much it and we have beef hot dogs too but we import our beef we don't cut any of our stuff yeah but um like with the beef cattle deal my parents were selling selling beef and the steaks you make really good margins on those yeah and the hamburgers kind of a wash i mean it's good but it's if you the i guess the main thing that's hard to get rid of that you make money on is like the roasts and it's like oh well, why don't you just sell grind up the roast and i guess that takes out most of the profit margin on selling a whole carcass yeah so i didn't know i'm i'm sure there's something about that with uh pork too where you know you make most of your money on the loin and yep. the the bacon and then there's the grind which would be i don't even, i guess the hot dogs what do you what do you do with ground up pork um I don't know. I mean, like some people sell. Ground- Wait, I'm sorry. I kind of spaced out for a second. Can you repeat that? Question? I'm just. I'm just wondering. Like, what do you, what do you do with uh, not the scraps, but like if you've got. I mean, the hams s- are the butt. The yeah. loins, the back. The bacon's the belly, and you have like shoulder roasts. But all the other meat, what do you do with it? You don't sell like pork cheeseburgers. You yeah, know? Like, I mean, what do you do like, with the grind? You know, some people take ground pork and stuff, but like I, th- most of ours goes to like the hot dogs, the sausages, the. Um, all that kind of stuff, I think. Yeah. And then, like, all the intestines and stuff, the, China takes all of that stuff, and I don't know what the hell they do with it, but... Um, Goes to Oscar Mayer, and they make hot dogs I, out yeah, of it. Yeah, I guess. I don't really know, but... Allegedly. Um, allegedly. <laughs> but, yeah. I just... Yeah, I don't know exactly. Like I said, I've only been there a couple of weeks, so I'm just still trying to figure everything out, but... I had a professor telling me a really interesting story about pigs, actually, and he thinks they're going to feed the world in the future because... Like beef cattle, you get one calf a year, and they can only eat mm. grasses and corns, and they're a herbivore. But pigs are omnivores, and they have two litters a year, and they can have 10 to 20 piglets, mm-hmm. and they can eat anything. Yeah, and no, we would feed all our scraps to all our pigs. Yeah. Like, eat, literally, and they do not care. They'll eat anything. They'll try <laughs> and eat your fingers if you yeah. give them a chance. You die in a pig pen, there won't be anything left. Oh, exactly. And it's like, for pig production, it's... It seems like a pretty good bet because, I mean, they're raising them in really small areas where a pig can be born in a, you know, in one shed and live its whole life in there. Like cows, I mean, you you can't, they're trying to do it, I guess, where they finish cattle inside, but you, you're, a lot of, thing, a lot of things are going to have to change if you want to, you know, calve inside and have that whole calf's life inside. In, inside. But pigs, it's not a problem. They got it figured out. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they just hang out. That's why the whole Prop 12 thing was happening with them. Because um, mother pigs would just stay in, like, little stalls. I think yeah. they had, like, two yards or something, something yeah. like that. And um, But it was honestly a good thing because they were um, 
because the mother pigs get super aggressive. Yeah. And like, uh, like any other mom, um, but, and they would like bite each other and attack each other. Mm -hmm. So like when a pig is roaming around with piglets and like there are other pigs around, like they're going to start fighting and then they're going to damage the old meat and everything. So Mm -hmm. that was like another reason that prop 12 thing was like kind of a, getting a lot of farmers picked up pissed off but yeah they have i think they're farrowing crates where the mom is separate from the babies yeah. and part of it is because the she'll lay on the babies and kill them yeah like yeah. i don't know obviously if you give them enough room maybe that won't happen but if the mom lays down she weighs 600 pounds and crushes a little piglet she, she, just, she just can't do it yeah, with, exactly. if she's in the farrowing crate and the pigs can have access to her all the time when yeah. she stands up so i don't know bless it um, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Did uh, have you heard any stories about PETA showing up to this <laughs> pig uh, slaughterhouse? I have not. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a big one for a lot of places. I think. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I mean, you see all those videos on YouTube and stuff mm-hmm. like that of like hearing everything, and it's like this farmer is hurting all these babies, trying to move them. And it's like no, it's just the pigs don't want to move, so we give them a little shaker it's yep. like the, the torture word gets yeah used. And it's just like a little uh terrifies for them. people that don't know it's like a stick and it, at the end of it, it has like a uh, maraca kind of yeah but it's, exactly. it's a yeah. maraca but it's flat and then you just paddle. shake it in the you know, paddle if you paddle will. stick yeah. yeah paddle stick and then you just shake it a little bit and then they start to move every once in a while you gotta poke them or give them a little slap but slap on the butt but yeah. oh i didn't even i totally forgot to mention so uh my dad actually invested in some uh wagyu uh mm-hmm. bulls so we've been uh, there's like another op we have in eastern illinois um and they've been doing wagyu stuff but did you guys see arby's is selling wagyu with the with quotation marks mm-hmm. stuff and i'm like how much like there's no way mm-hmm. they can be selling wagyu at a fast food restaurant right but i always crack up when i see a wagyu burger on a on a menu yeah i'm, I'm like, like you you can just add fat and it's going to be the same thing it's just going to be a really fatty burger yeah exactly but i will say i we got one of those wagyu steers in our freezer once like my senior year and that burger was insane mm-hmm. it was so good and then all the steaks too are it's crazy like i like i didn't really believe in it but i i'm a believer now and it's crazy but <laughs> i mean we didn't we just had the bulls. Like, ours weren't mm. full Wagyu, but, like, nothing in America really is, I feel like. Yeah. Like, everyone can kind of put it on, but that just means there's, like, some genetic somewhere down the line, mm-hmm. like, 400 generations before yeah. that had the Wagyu thing. But, like, ours were really cool, and it was good, and we would sell. During COVID, we had, like, a ton of burger from those Wagyu series, and... Uh, my dad was buddies with a guy who owned a sausage shop, but they would sell that Wagyu beef for like 20 bucks a pound mm-hmm. and uh, they couldn't keep it on the shelves. Yeah. But that's also suburban Chicago, America. Like they're mm-hmm. just going to buy it's a good market for it. Exactly. If you can afford $20 hamburgers. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> 20 bucks a pound, which is just insane. Yeah. Probably, probably the best steak I've ever had was Wagyu. Yeah. It was at a restaurant in Vegas and. I was like, yeah, this is this is definitely worth it. Yeah, you can tell. But, but it's also hard to pay $112 yeah. for a steak. And I think to actually get real Wagyu, and I think they call it A5 Wagyu, 
it has to be from Japan. Yeah. And it, it just takes forever to finish them. And, yeah. And, like, yeah. is it true? Well, I never knew, like, the whole thing. But, like, everyone says they massage them. Is that an actual thing? Or do, do you know? I've that? heard that's just a rumor. Yeah. Like, some of them, I've too. heard they feed them beer and massage them and play Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they've done that before, but I don't Cows think that's get a better requirement. lives than any of us. Yeah. <laughs> this is another allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in India. India, they worship cows. They do. But they also think that, the like, when you die as a yeah. human, you get reincarnated as a cow. Yep, if you're a good person. Yeah, and then you turn into a pig if you're a bad person. Yeah, and then a banana slug. Eat a sh- they eat a shitload of pork. Yeah, I've heard that uh, you don't want to become a banana slug. Well, that's so probably not good. Got to be nice. Whatever that neighbor. means. Yeah. It's like a like a legit banana slug. Oh, like, the, like, like a natural thing? It looks like a cow. No, I know, but I'm, like, what? What's wrong with a banana slug? It's just boring being a banana slug. <laughs> you don't get flowers in a parade if you're a banana slug. You do if you're a cow. Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. So what's cats. what's on the uh, agenda for the last two years of your college experience? You're gonna you're gonna be the new wrist chair for AGR. True. Yeah. Like I just I got elect. Uh, that's one of the semesterly deals. So I got elected to be that for the fall. And so I'm excited for that. Got a f- few plans in. What, what uh, for the listeners, what does that job entail? So the wrist chair is pretty much like, if you want to dull it down, it's like party monitor, I guess. Um, yeah. So you kind of manage risk. So uh, drunk sorority girls, for one. No, just mm-hmm. kidding. To all my sorority friends. but um, They know who they are. Yeah, they, <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> but... Um, so you get to manage stuff like that. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but just making sure everybody's safe at the house and kind of keep good relations with uh, yeah. MSUPD and like all the dean's office and all that stuff, and just so every, make sure everyone's having a good time and nobody's being dumb and all that stuff. So I get to do that. Um, and I'm kind of acting as the uh, the bouncer at the front door. Yeah, exactly. You keep make track. sure you're like on the list and yeah, number of people there. And yeah. if there's a problem, you talk to the cops. Exactly. You're just making sure. So. Sober, sober yep. bitch is also another word. And you, put yeah, and you manage all the 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 risk monitors too, the yeah. party monitors. Yeah, I guess. Um, where there's a team of like five or six. Risk team, yeah, exactly. Kind of like security, I guess. Just yeah, just making sure everybody's safe and having a good time. Yeah. Pretty much. You kind of get to, well, you kind of get to make the call if there's going to be a party too. So. Yeah, just make sure everything's set up right and like you can't really. Our last risk chair did a really good job with that, with like keeping everything good with campus and just making sure everything's set up well and yeah and then i got the um i've been helping our philanthropy chair out a bunch last semester and i'll do the same thing this semester uh test you fest september 15th uh at the brick for those of you who didn't know but uh we're having rodney atkins and jared morris which will be a lot of fun it's kind of a big lineup yeah no it's crazy it's the biggest one we've had yet and uh who's there last year uh, we had uh, William Clark Green yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, totally. Chauncey Williams. Which, he's been traveling all around the West. and We had like Ian Munsick before he got mm-hmm. popular, which is mm-hmm. crazy. And then, yeah, it's crazy to see where he's at now. But, yeah, maybe one of the artists that we've had the past couple of years will blow up like those guys. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping to take that over next semester too. But we'll see what happens. But um, Or not next semester. I mean next year. But, uh and all the proceeds for this concert go to uh, which charities? Montana uh, FFA, so like the FFA organization, and then 4-H and uh, Heroes and Horses, which is like a veterans rehabilitation thing. They get to like 
learn about horses and riding and saddling and all that stuff. And then uh, the YMCA uh, yeah. in Montana or in Bozeman too. Sure, which is a cool deal. Uh, really good uh, deal to come out and support. So if you guys want to go to a country concert and have a blast in the brick, should do it. And how many? How much funds did you donate last year? Uh, I think it was a little over twenty grand. Really, which is nuts. That's pretty solid. Yeah, no, it's crazy because like we, I went to this uh, leadership deal in Denver last uh, last like winter, like February, I think is what it was. And I was talking to like other people who were doing philanthropy stuff, and they're only they'll donate like five grand. So it's crazy that we like quadruple well a bunch of other yeah. charities are doing, and we're like one of the top and like five in the nation that donates a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff which is crazy but i mean when you have a full-blown concert and all the proceeds go to yeah because when i first got into it it was kind of just a little thing at the fairgrounds exhibit hall yeah exactly we we moved into the brick my freshman year it was the first year it happened what year was that 2021 right 20, fall of 2021 was the first year we did it in the brick and then but yeah i was just in the fairgrounds forever i think and like at one point, it was in the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. just another excuse to have a party, <laughs> fry up some Rocky Mountain oysters, and eventually got a for band. Coffee and in the phone, when did Tessie Fest start? Uh, probably 80s. eight, eight, eight late '80s sometime. Yeah. So it's been going on for that long. Yeah. Yeah, my crazy. dad was in it when they. He didn't. He was there when they started it, though. You know, and it was just yeah. somebody had some calf nuts, and they were like, <laughs> "Well, fry them up, oh, yeah, some girls yeah. over." And, it's turned into a big thing. So. <sighs> Fried bull testicles or yeah. uh, steer testicles and everything, and it's a good time. Come out and visit. Yeah, but, yeah. It was always it was always at the fairgrounds, like you guys were saying. And I remember when we changed it, and it was a weird deal because we were financially in a situation where we had raised all this money, but there was only so much you could charge for a ticket and have a certain number of people in there. So now moving into the field house, you can have ten times the amount of people. So you can get bigger bands, and we'd saved up enough money to get some of these bigger acts. So yeah. it's definitely a, a risky move, but it's it's been paying off for yeah. sure. I mean, so. like eventually, someday the goal is to get into like the stadium, like the oh, football, football stadium, line. which yeah. like obviously will not happen any time very soon. But <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a goal is keep building it up little by little and see where it goes. And I mean, I've been looking at bands and I'm, like not doing anything about it, but just kind of seeing, trying to like find guys that are on the way up and see how that goes but we'll see what happens that'll be a cool deal kind of see how it develops over the next couple of years but yeah it's a good time should mm-hmm. go out there everybody <laughs> all um, our listeners yeah all of them i don't know we got we got a couple consistent ones <laughs> me <laughs> you're one of them hey, shout out ben mccray ben mccray ben when McCray. are you gonna be on the podcast ben, ben? dude <laughs> <laughs> what a guy get up here your cows are fine. They're fat and happy. Come on up here. Come say hi. Come say, yeah, I haven't seen them in a little bit. We when we went down to Denver, we visited them at in Sheridan, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, he's our number one follower. I think you need to get up here and do it. <laughs> you and your brother. And we need to get uh, we need to get a big time farmer on here too. Yeah, I think that's what. Once we got like I did our house right, or we did our house, and yeah, and whatever. We're trying to right now, we're just trying to get it out. Yes. There. Yeah, I'll try and get uh, Paige. Paige, you are if you're listening. I told you to listen. You better be, but um, better come out and visit and do it. And if you yeah, guys are, sick. yeah, if you guys are ever in Idaho, like, are you going? When are you going back to Twin to pick up that deal? Uh, I can between July first is when the show is over, mm-hmm. and the twenty first is the award ceremony. So I don't know when I'll be there, but somewhere well, in between. If you want to stay the night, you should 
come with too, and we can. Yeah, if something gets set up, yeah, I'd probably yeah, do it. Yeah, we'll definitely. Are you gonna, you're gonna be living in Twin? Yeah, I'm in Twin the rest okay, of the I'll summer. Okay, I'll come. I'll come yeah. visit you. Yeah. Like, just take a night, and uh, we'll. Oh, my grandma and grandpa will host dinner and give you a <laughs> Bloody Mary in the morning and yeah. <laughs> call it a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa's Bloody Marys are pretty famous around Twin Falls, Idaho. <laughs> Shout out to grandma and grandpa. But <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. I think, like, with this setup, I'm pretty willing to just go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. No, you got the full travel setup. Yeah. And I don't know if my grandpa would do it, but, I mean, he's got a lot of ag history, so I'm sure. What's worse saying do? Say no? Yeah, exactly, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many people around there that are willing yeah. to do that stuff, so. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be ag history. Much more, like. If you got a good story to tell, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all those guys do like let her out, let her yeah, buck. exactly, let her buck, fella. <laughs> hmm. But well, we've always been uh, kind of wrapping up this podcast with the spiritual stories. side of the world. So, <laughs> if well, you have any interesting stories you want to let out, let us know. Aliens, ghosts, aliens, ghosts, religious things, cults, things you can't explain. Bigfoot. Oh, jeez. Uh, the well, besides like. Whenever, right before we, 20 minutes before we came here. <laughs> yeah, we were freaking, we were talking about how AGR is haunted. And like I've had like somebody ran down the hallway and stopped in front of my door when I was the only one here on Christmas break. So that was really weird. We were just talking about that. I went and got a glass of water, grabbed a cup from the bottom shelf, left the door open, went and filled it up. And as I was, as I was filling it up, like three coffee cups fell from the top shelf, which I didn't touch. <laughs> so I was like, oh, hey, hey, <laughs> Mr. Ghost. Just acknowledging that you're here. I, yeah. I, I could hear it from the basement, so, like, that's sh- crap with yeah. echoing. And yeah. I was like, geez, Clint, you're a little drunk or something? And he's yeah. like, no, it was the ghost, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Who great. knows? Um, oh, gosh, the one time, the big thing that, like, sticks out to me, because, like, I, I guess you get, like, the every once in a while, you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, the mm-hmm. cup falling off the shelf or the... <laughs> um, like a light flickering when none of the other lights are flickering and you're like what the hell is going on but um my friends and i my buddy had a cabin my best friend in high school had a cabin up in um wisconsin that we would go visit every once in a while and we were doing like a little night hike with all the boys when we were not that sober but you know it was a good time but um we were doing a walk and uh like you like we all knew something was looking at us like you could feel a presence i guess is what the thing was and we were like we thought it was like my buddy's mom or like their friend or something like that and we were just walking around the woods too and um like you could hear sticks moving and shit like that so we were like maybe it's a coon or something like that um a raccoon and it was jumping and it was following us the whole way like we were on this little trail and it was like top five scariest moments of my life when it just kept following us and you just hear like a big stick fall or like something like that and we're like what the hell is this thing and i don't know exactly what it was we never saw what it was like we thought it was like a mountain lion for a little bit, but mountain lions haven't been around those parts or been seen around those parts in years and years and years. So we're like, what is this thing? Because it's not a raccoon. It's way too big to be that. We figured right. that out. Um, this is in Illinois. This was in Wisconsin. So oh, okay. uh, and it was like northern, southern, eastern, <sighs> western, probably western, huh? I think it was more. It was up by like Wisconsin Dells, I guess. I don't know if you. It's kind of more yeah. central, northern. But they have I, bears okay. up there. I don't think so. Not like 
not enough to like us think it was a bear. Was yeah. this cabin in like a civilized area? It was, was in the woods. It was pretty, pretty far from yeah, anything. Pretty. I mean, like there was a little town, I guess, like a pretty rural town, and yeah. a, like it was on the lake. So there's like some tourists around and stuff like that, but it wasn't like a big town close by by any right. means. So you're like, all of us were just freaking out about that, and like we never saw it, and like I don't know, my buddy had his gun, so I think we would have been fine either way. But that's a that's a interesting feeling when you have a gun compared to no gun. Exactly, <laughs> going going to building fence in the in the forest. You have a gun, you're just like, I don't really care. Like a mountain lion can show up, I don't really care. But without a gun, you're just like, I'm gonna have to fight, fight some predator, <laughs> fight, fight a bear with your bear. Yeah, pull a little Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that was like the thing that stuck out. I don't know what it was. It probably was just like a raccoon, and uh, we were all just yeah. freaked out. But I don't know. That's my deal, I guess. And then the other thing that I have that's like superstitious, I guess, or not superstitious, but um, kind of stitious, supernatural, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, was like I have dreams, I guess. Like it'll be a dream I'll have, and I'm like, okay, like that was a dream, whatever. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. And then like a couple weeks later, a month later, or something like that, that dream like happens. And you're just like, what the fuck? And like the deja vu thing. Like, he's like, I know I've been here. I know I've done this. I've been with this person before. But like the thing that stuck six out to me the most was um, a couple of weeks ago or like a month and a half ago, I guess it would have been. I had a dream and it was like me in a car in Idaho Falls and going to Walmart. And then what happened? Like I, this was before my internship. This is before what I knew I was going to be doing. And then. Uh, like a month into my internship, where do I go? I go to Idaho Falls. I go to a Walmart with this guy in a car, and I'm, I'm like, I know I've been here. I know I've done this. I'm, what the hell is this? So it's like, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's kind of weird. It's it's just like weird. Like maybe it's just my mind freaking out. But like I don't know. That's that stuff freaks me out and yeah. it makes you think. Like, is it the multiverse or the um? Some other universe telling me don't go to Walmart so, uh, yeah. this day or something yeah. like that. But. I'm actually going to expand on the dream thing. I'll just say that dream that I told you the other night. I had a dream. I don't know. So I got nose surgery because my left nostril was 95% blocked off. Oh, jeez. And so I wasn't, like, I didn't dream that much because I wasn't hitting, yeah. like, the deep level of sleep. Yeah, exactly. And so for about two weeks afterwards, I, it's still kind of shitty. Everything was kind of swollen and congested and whatnot and it finally went down and after like that third week i was dreaming every night <laughs> just because i was hitting that level of sleep that fast yeah well i started to realize that i could my first alarm would go off and i'd have 15 minutes for my second alarm in that 15 minutes i would dream no matter what really it was that's, that's crazy 100 percent dreaming every time and so i got used to that and i was like okay i'm gonna start exploring this and start trying to mm four streams and yes stuff like, stuff like that yeah so i started doing it and doing it and doing it and then all of a sudden one morning same thing woke up six o'clock whatever go back to bed alarm it gives me 15 minutes well i went into that dream and i went in the dream was i was going back to college i, I don't know what it was i was going to play football somewhere at some small community college for d3 or some bullshit Juco type some yeah, yeah didn't like matter that. yeah some bullshit thing but within that dream i was just walking around I was conscious. Like, I had the thought that I'm... So, like, that's like lucid dream, right? Is that what that is? Vivid dreaming, lucid vivid dreaming, dream, Like, where like you that. can control, like, what you're yes. doing in the dream, right? Yeah. But I was walking around, I was like, I'm 25. What 
<laughs> what am I doing back in college <laughs> playing football? Mm-hmm. Like, we should be done. And then, so I was walking around, we we're talking to people, and I'm conscious, knowing what I'm doing and understanding I'm in a dream. Well, I was talking, my father showed up or something. I don't know. I think it was my father. But I looked at my father. I was like, what are you doing here? This is a dream. We don't live together. He looked at me and said, stop talking. You're going to ruin the dream. Mm. That is insane. And I was like, what? (laughs) That's crazy that you can remember all that stuff. Because like all the time you like you have a dream and then you forget it. Yeah. But there's still like those crazy ones that. That one made no sense because the character in the dream. Was literally was talking was to like your subconscious or whatever was yeah because the, accepting they were in a dream most dreams yeah. are just characters that they don't really speak they, they go along with it too yeah. yeah exactly like he was just like stop it stop yeah you're gonna, like, ruin, it. You're gonna, you're gonna you're ruin this for you're me. gonna make me go away <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna ruin this for that's me. so weird I'm not fucking leaving so <laughs> then I mean talking to whatever Clint's girlfriend and him and yeah. we were talking about astro traveling and stuff like that there's astro traveling is where. You're basically sleeping in what Maddie says, the theta phase. Is that what it is? Yeah. The theta phase of... Yeah. It's deeper sleep. than your REM sleep. Yeah. Okay. Because REM sleep is just sleeping, right? Then there's that's theta. Like, that's like quality sleeping. Yeah. So it's deeper. The theta is deeper, yeah. but you you can project yourself into different parts of the world. This You're like kind of in control of your yes. dream at that Clinton point. Clinton just yeah. read an article about the CIA about this. Like, well, I'll have him. It, it was just that astral projecting and all, it was like remote viewing is real and they use it. It uh, It's <laughs> all intertwined. The CIA. Where there's, there's probably a lot more to it. Too. This, this, this sure. is a long story, I guess. But it was it was brought out by the CIA and no one's talking about it because they had the stupid submarine with all the billionaires <laughs> on it. And they didn't tell us. The CIA didn't tell us that they knew it was blown up the first day and they let us keep talking about it for four days and they dropped all this new information and it's a big diversion of people's interest where they're like we're gonna talk about the submarine instead of all these freaking documents that just dropped and like hunter biden's in big trouble and joe biden's in trouble and the guy that went after trump is having his court date for the russia gate deal so the submarine was a big diversion and it works every single time but anyway they were talking about how the cia looked into um astral projecting and remote viewing and they do it like maddie has this crazy story where this gal was trying to astral project where you're like your consciousness you can go other places in the world and it's not a hallucinogenic experience because you can go and view things and no one knows you're there it's like you become a ghost you're outside of your this all sounds oh okay i was like wait what like you're like you're so like interacting (laughs) with people but you're still in america so it's kind of like if you could take your soul out of your body when you're sleeping and then you just travel the and world you can just it. go see things huh. and the stories that you hear which who knows if they're true or not but you can go places and observe things yeah this is obviously they, all allegedly yes and they, allegedly they yeah. don't know you're there it's like you're invisible but you can view things and this all sounds crazy but supposedly the cia started doing this and the the one of the stories maddie was telling about one of her friends that did it she went and she's like i'm gonna go to a secret military base and i don't think it was area 51 but it was something like that she goes there and there's a bunch she remembers the hallway and was describing all this stuff and there was guards and they couldn't see her but then somebody from the cia was in that same dimension or realm and saw her and was like what are you doing here and she freaked out and zapped back in and then i think she got a call from the government i'm not completely sure about this but 
it was, Allegedly. It was <laughs> maybe the whole thing was made up. Who knows? But it's very interesting to think about. Yeah, no, that's kind of scary. And supposedly the CIA just released that they do do that. So And eventually, if you can, like, master that. And well, that's what I was saying. That honestly, like, just think about it. It's all legend. It might sound crazy saying this. It yeah. was almost like I was astral projecting myself into another dimension. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is just crazy to think about. But, I mean, yeah. Who knows? Which, yeah. Who knows what like actually said, Makes no sense. But and it, who knows? Might, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> have you guys ever had a dream? I don't think I've talked about this before, but have you ever had a dream where you have an alternate ending for the night? Like, you wake up and you're like, oh, okay, something that happened last <laughs> night, and then you realize it didn't happen? Or I've got I've got a weird fucking story about this. So me and my buddy Tyler McKenzie, he remembers this. We went to bingo at our bar one night when it was like Thursday night. We were going out, having a good time. We had a few too many drinks, playing bingo. And it comes to the last round, and I knew the girl that was running the bingo. And it was like 700 bucks for the winning deal. And I was drunk. I was I should go to bingo know, night. Having a good time. 700 bucks. Wednesday yeah. Night. How long are you here? Uh, not very long. Yeah, the cast also at twenty. So <laughs> cast balls got better. Better bingo. But anyway, we're drinking, having a good time, and I was like, you know what? Like, I think we can win that seven hundred bucks. So we were deep into the last round of bingo, and I was like, all right, I bet if I just yell bingo and go up and talk to her, she's gonna let me win. So I did. I yelled bingo. I walked up to her. I was like, hey, Caitlin, I don't know bingo, but I'll split it with you if you let me win. And she's like, bingo. Good, good, good. You won. Here's your money, you know. And I was like, I'll give you give you the half of it tomorrow or whatever. So we went home. That's went to bed. all on shots. Yeah, and I went home. <laughs> fell asleep. Woke up. That's what happened. And I was like, shit, yeah, where's this money at? So I went and like looked in my pocket, looked at my wallet, all this stuff. And I was like, "Where, where's where's my money? Like, this is... A, you know what what happened and i like looked around my room and then i was like fine i'll call tyler because he was with me and i was like hey do you know where where that money i won a bingo ended up and he's like what are you talking about i was like like i won i won bingo last night i won the last round he's like no you didn't like you didn't win bingo at all like you you got real drunk and we got a ride home like right after <laughs> we didn't win and i was like you're shitting me like no way <laughs> and Sure, shit. Like I didn't win bingo, but I dreamt, and I'm, I don't know if I blacked out. I was and gonna say I maybe that's just blacking out. And I guess, and I was like, I it was vivid, like, but like that's it, what happened. The fact that like you can describe it d- detail, yeah. Thing, it's like what, and I was like, that's a, a wild alternate ending to my night that happened, and I had a couple happen a couple other times when I was drinking, but none of them are like that concrete. Be like, oh yeah, we went to four or five more bars or whatever and it was like not that big a deal but i was like i lied and won bingo and then i woke up and got <laughs> shot to a universe where i didn't win bingo for being a, sh- a shitty person <laughs> but anyway that w- that was like the weirdest dream thing i've probably ever had that's crazy to think about those like all those alternate universes thing there's just one two universes and it's just two the only two differences is clint won bingo and clint yeah clint didn't win but it was <laughs> like they were punishing you <laughs> where you lied and i was yeah, like God, i don't know man i don't i would i don't think i would do that either so definitely a dream but who knows what it was so. dreams are crazy man i haven't had any i think i have like that same deal with like my nose is like i just can't get that deep sleep anymore it blows my mind i hope i can like i gotta figure out what to do like the change that i've had is yeah. insane because i really want to figure that out i think i have that my nose is all kind of screwed up i think i broke it one time and i just never got to fix it mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah i 
I would encourage it just for dreaming, honestly. Yeah, yeah seriously. Because I really, because <laughs> like, like every time I get a dream and I can remember it, it's like I, that was some of the best sleep I had. Yeah, so I remember like, them I, all now. Like yeah. if they're important, I remember them. Which is even better. And how long has it been since you got that note surgery? I got it down on May 25th. So I was, yeah, so like a month pretty much. Like that's insane that you can already remember the dreams and everything. So I, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to f- figure out something, some way to be able to remember it more because. I haven't really remembered anything in a while. I was kind of hoping your voice would go real high pitch. <laughs> I was like, he's going to talk to re-enter Pooty. <laughs> talking through his nose. I think it's his nose fixing. He'd be like, hey, everybody. <laughs> it didn't but change much. It didn't. But you're sleeping good, breathing good. Yeah. It's they so just sad. bored out your, your nose hole or what they do? Yeah. So my nose is shaped like a C. So they made a slit on the inside of the nose and then shaved down one side of it and broke the outside and called it a day. So they made it like huh. a circle instead of a C. Yeah. Where it's like more air can get through. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mine's definitely not like ninety five percent. But like when my allergies get bad, it is just awful. Like I cannot (laughs) breathe breathe out of my nose, and then you get all that crappy sleep because you're just all yeah, you're just mouth breathing all time. Sleep apnea type deal. Exactly. What was the procedure like, Austin? Yeah, were you awake for it? No, they they knocked me out. out. That's another thing that's crazy is anesthesia. That stuff is gnarly because I got, uh, I, during playing rugby, I, uh, broke my tooth right in half and Ooh. that, yeah, you know, toothless Jack was not the most attractive, <laughs> movie, but, um, so they had to pull out my, the root and everything because uh-huh. it was, uh, it was just, the tooth was dead. It wasn't going to come back. Like uh-huh. they weren't going to be able to replace it or anything. So they knocked me out and. So, like, you, I was doing the thing. It was, like, count back from 10 or 100 or whatever. And I was doing it, and, like, my eyes were wide awake because I would, because that was the first time I ever remember being put down, or not put down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, put out. And um, I, like, I remember my head hitting the, like, headrest on the thing, and I, like, hit back up because I thought I was still awake, and the procedure was done. It's weird. And my fr- it's yeah, so and my, weird. And dude. my friend grabbed me and like who was picking me up. He was grabbing me and pulling me to the pickup. I was like, "Wait, we're done?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "What? Are you mm. ca- I like um, I feel like my eyes closed for a second." And they're like, "No, it's, it's done." It's super weird, man. Is, and I like I had my tooth in again, like the fake tooth again because this was just when they pulled out the root, so I was like everything uh, my chip and everything was gone, but um I had, they had, I had, like, a retainer deal that had, like, a fake tooth in it, and they put it in my mouth, and I was like, what is what is happening? And I was just really confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the same for me. Yeah, it, the procedure, uh, it took, like, an hour, maybe, or two hours. I don't know what it was, but... Uh, Felt like... Thir- they didn't do a countdown. Yeah. We are just talking, having a conversation. He said, take a deep breath, and I just <laughs> knocked out, and then I woke up in the bed. Did they offer to give you a, or to sell you a gold tooth or anything? I said, I asked him, I was like, could you do a gold tooth? He said, technically, yes, but I will never do a gold tooth in my career, so. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. You just, I, I think you just didn't like them. Uh, my, my front. Bozeman, I guess. I yeah. My front tooth is fake. I tripped on a garbage plan, can play hide and go seek in the dark. And they're like, yeah, it'll last for 10 years, and it's been like 20 now, so. I was thinking about it. I was like, when I get, you have to, <laughs> I have to get my my new tooth. I was like, maybe a silver a one. one or silver, yeah, yeah a silver just one. something to make you stand out, yeah. like the guy from Home Alone. Yeah, the, like the a, silver tooth guy. I was like, gold teeth. They're kind of associated with like criminals, I think. Yeah, but I was like, maybe but a, a silver, silver one. tooth. That's silver class, tooth dude. would be cool. Be like, make, get Montana silver smells to do it. That I'm would sure be cool. That would be kind of cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> and like rappers, I mean, they'll get a grill which yeah. snaps on and off, but. I was like, yeah, it might be kind of cool. Because right. I'm, I'm an artist, so I could do weird stuff and justify yeah. it. So. That's what 
Fuck yeah. true. I got, I got a silver tooth. That's He's right just there. a weird artist guy. So. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Uh, Toothless Jack. What a guy. What a, yeah. what yeah. a phase in my life. <laughs> Surgery itself is pretty good. I don't. I mean, it didn't really hurt at all, ever. Yeah. Just, it was just like you said, it was just a little swollen. Yeah. yeah. Swollen and congested. And yeah, bled but, for about 24 hours. But yeah, that sounds about right. Is it worth the money? I'd say. Yeah. Because it's, it's not cheap, but it's yeah. it's worth doing, huh? Maybe I'll do that while I'm still on my parents' insurance. <laughs> I'd do it, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, go to the doctor. I'd get actually. it looked at. Yeah. Get that. Because uh, I don't, I mean. I mean, my dad has. Just to help the significant other, yeah. too, with snoring and bullshit yeah. like oh, that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I was just at uh, Fort Benton's Summer Sally, and um, I might have had um, one or two too many drinks. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> and... Um, the f- broken phone wasn't my part, though. Sorry, Mom. But, um, anyway, uh, I, like, passed out on a couch, and apparently I was snoring very loud, and I kept one or two of my friend's girlfriends awake. And so, sorry, uh, Caden Michael Cruz and Jade Michael Cruz, but um, <laughs> that's my bad, pimps. But uh, <laughs> maybe I'll get it figured out. Yeah, when I went in, I actually got my tonsils out in, like, 2018 or something. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went in. They yeah, they went I, and did that because I had trouble sleeping anyway. So they did that. And the, the ear, nose, and throat specialist checked everything. Yeah. And he checked my nose. And he's like, you should get that checked out someday. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, everyone was telling me the next morning because it was apparently very bad. But uh, <laughs> they were like, uh, get your tonsils removed and that'll at least dumb it down a little yeah. bit. But my dad has a CPAP machine too. He's had that forever, which was a good purchased by him because um that sucked living in that house and hearing him <laughs> snore from across mm-hmm. the house because that stuff shook the whole ground mm-hmm. was yeah like, with the technology we have today i would get your nose and the tonsils checked yeah, out exactly yeah before a cpap because then you don't have to have anything connected to yeah your exactly sleep and, yeah because I, that thing scares the shit out of me it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like when, especially when i was super young too it was just like why does dad look like an alien? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you're in a hospital bed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. Shit hooked up to you. Yeah, I saw a cool new one now where it just is on your nose and then it swivels so you can like lay on the side and they're like not as big a deal. They're not noisy anymore. No. Either. We were, th- Tori and I were joking about it when we get to be Olympic bodybuilder size. <laughs> like all those guys have sleep apnea machines. So that's like the peak male performance is having a <laughs> having a having a respirator freaking <laughs> pumping air into your head. Oh, sound like Darth Vader hooked yeah. up to an iron lung. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh, yeah, cool. cool anything beans. else? No, I, say, I don't. Stories? I don't know. I don't know if I got anything else. I don't think yeah. I do either. Tell us, tell us what you got going on. Anything you want to promote? Um, well, I already promoted Test Your Best. That was a big thing. Yeah. Um, September 15th. September 15th. Bozeman, Montana. Bozeman. In the basketball Angeles. stadium, Brick Breeden. Yeah, the Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. Um, come eat some nuts. Yeah, come eat some nuts. Let's see Roddy Atkins, too. I, guess I haven't really heard from him in a while, so. They're like music-wise. I just seen music. him somewhere. Mm. Did you? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I did. I mean, obviously, I he's still touring. He's still, yeah, he's still going yeah, to shows and yeah. stuff. He's coming he's to pretty ours, good. I hope, at least. But, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And, um, yeah, buy your Falls brand and... Um, Salmon Creek Farm Pork um, Yeah Thanks for having me on Appreciate Sweet. it Thanks for coming on Yeah hopefully we'll see you in Twin Have a Bloody Mary with Grandpa <laughs> Yeah I'm sure we'll Find a weekend to make it down I yeah. know why we wouldn't Yeah that'd be mm-hmm. sweet um, um, I'm sure 
one of my family members, the extended family, would love to be on it. So it's got a bunch of guys to do Just got to get the word out, I think. Yeah, I'll keep spreading it. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll get after it. So, all right. See you guys in the next one.